everybody. Happy Monday and welcome back to this bonus series of the She Can, She Did podcast, solely focused on the theme, We Can, We Will. Weather this COVID-19 storm as business owners that is. If we haven't met yet, hello, I'm Fee and I'm the founder of She Can, She Did slash the one asking the questions throughout these episodes. And if you're a regular listener, welcome back and thank you so much, as always, for tuning in. Before I introduce today's guest, I'm so pleased to say that this bonus We Can, We Will series is now sponsored by Tide Business Current Accounts, aka the business current account dedicated to startups, entrepreneurs and freelancers like you and me, that I've personally been using and have loved ever since I made the switch to being a limited company at the end of 2018. Not only have Tide set up a hub on their website, which you can find by heading to www.tide.co, that's solely focused on supporting small businesses during the COVID-19 outbreak, that you'll be pleased to know cuts through all of the noise and misinformation out there and instead provides the latest news, advice and government support dedicated specifically to small business owners. The link to the hub is in the show notes below if you fancy having a look, by the way. Tide are also offering She Can, She Did listeners, aka you, with up to three months free access to their upgraded account, Tide Plus, to support all of us even more during the coming months. Essentially, you can set up a regular business current account in about 10 minutes on the Tide app, which is the one that I've been using for the past 18 months. But this upgrade, that usually costs $9.99 per month, will give all of us access to the Tide Plus feature features, including access to the Tide Plus member support phone line, a free 24-7 legal helpline that provides additional legal support around the clock if you need it, 20 free transfers per month, prioritised in-app support that will push your queries to the front of the queue, plus the fanciest perk if you ask me, an oh-so-exclusive matte black card that will make you stand out from the normal blue card lot. To get started, all you need to do is download the Tide app and enter the code PODCAST, all in capitals, in the in-app chat to activate the offer. All the T's and C's are listed in the show notes below, of course, along with the link to their amazing hub that I've been mentioning in recent weeks. With that said and done, on Friday afternoon, I had the pleasure of catching up with the one and only Eloise Frank, co-founder of The Big Bakes, aka the Great British Bake Off style pop-up bake-off experiences for friends and family, who, when I went to visit her in January for the regular podcast interviews, had just launched The Big Bakes in Birmingham after the ongoing success of The Big London Bake, had grown her team to 25 and was gearing up to launch more Big Bakes in more of the UK's biggest cities throughout 2020. Given that the big bakes rely on public bookings to make money though. When news of COVID-19 severity started to gain momentum and the nation started mentally preparing for Boris's announcement that the UK was going to go into lockdown, understandably the big bakes team were inundated with inquiries from members of the public about their bookings and Eloise and her co-founder Adam were forced to close both tents. With that in mind, I wanted to find out what Eloise has prioritised over the past couple of months to ensure that the big bakes can emerge from lockdown intact. Every time I interview Eloise, I always admire her perspective. She has a unique ability to articulate complex business decisions in a really down-to-earth way, which I'm always so grateful for. And for that reason, I'm hoping that you'll find her observations as useful as I did. As always, I hope you enjoy it. I feel like I last I had was it January I popped to yours I think so yeah yeah it was after Christmas wasn't it 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was definitely some point this year. I feel like it was actually ages ago. But obviously, when we spoke for the regular She Can, She Did podcast interviews, we were talking about how the plan for this year was you just launched in Birmingham over Christmas, obviously got the London Big Bake, and the plan was to keep adding new venues and everything. But obviously, this virus has come along and messed <laughs> a lot of plans up for a lot of people. So what impact has the coronavirus had on your business so far? And obviously, we're five weeks in now to lockdown, coming up to five weeks, I think. How has it played out over the past couple of months? Yeah, I mean, it started obviously just kind of speak of it. And we were following all of it on, on kind of news and regular updates. And then it was always we kind of kept going at the beginning because our event being sort of in an outside area we're very sort of airy spacious and we can people bake within a distance of one another anyway so we kind of kept going to the bitter end if you if you like um, with all of our kind of necessary like, provisions in place and the main thing is well we wanted to obviously support our staff um, but then as soon as the lockdown was announced we you know we couldn't open so we've kind of we're not able to run sessions because people can't now obviously travel to come and come and visit us so in that respect it's had a huge impact because we've had to close both venues especially Birmingham because as you said we launched Birmingham sort of at the end of last year and it's just starting to kind of pick up and build momentum and summer's our sort of busiest time it's sort of start of the peak for us really is sort of spring because we have all of the hem parties coming in and you know people just like to get out and about in the summer and then it goes on into December when we have the Christmas peak so we've kind of missed that with Birmingham so obviously that being a new venue we're running at a loss anyway so now it's kind of had a huge hit but we're we've kind of done all we can really so we've taken all of the measures on place listened to the advice we've shut our shut our sessions for now but we're we've kind of focused on different things so you know even though our staff can't work we all are massive baking fanatics so we're doing a lot of baking at home and we thought it'd be nice just to video it because you know we're not we're not doing our sort of usual job and we can't work so we thought well why not just kind of video it for fun and then we've been putting those on social and we've had a huge response so we've had lots of national press off the back of it we've grown our social following it's kind of doubled in sort of two weeks which is amazing so it took us three years to build the first sort of few thousand up so that's great but yeah so I mean overall impact is that yeah we can't really open which is a bit of a bummer <laughs> but um I think the thing is is that everybody's in that sort of same boat you know depending on your business there are some businesses that are really thriving from this if you're kind of in the retail or delivery sector but we are sort of a live event so with people not being able to travel to us it means our sessions can't run but I mean it gives us a chance to kind of focus on other things so you know we're keeping going <laughs> no definitely and I like I you know I was expecting that to kind of be be the answer and what I've always loved about you is that you genuinely are so positive and you always like find to make things work so it was kind of I knew that that was gonna play oh. that way but in in going back a few steps I'm really interested in how you kind of approached it because I always think it's so easy to look back in hindsight five weeks down the line once you're out the other side but there really was a panic stage I think and given that you know fingers crossed touch wood this kind of scenario doesn't happen again but I have no doubt that at some point in all of our lifetime, there'll be another thing that tests business owners in another way. So how did you approach that initial panic where there was no guidelines of what to do? This has never been done, right? So the kind of, you know, you turn to the government, even the government didn't know what to, you know, was going on, you know? So talk me through how you actually, your first priorities 
and how it played out? Yeah, sure. So I think kind of first priorities was sort of understanding what was going on. So just read as much as we can and take each day by day. You know, every single day there was a new sort of announcement, new guidelines. So just staying on top of that as much as we could. Thinking it was a business perspective, we need to listen to our customers as well. You know, you start to see the impact and how it gets more serious when day in, day in, you've got increasing number of customer emails like, is the event going to go ahead? Can we still travel? I can't travel. Can I move our booking? So, you know, we then needed to adapt and change our policy. You know, this is extenuation circumstances. This is affecting the entire nation and beyond. So, you know, we can't have our usual, like a sporting event, you know, the event's still going to go ahead, you know, tickets are non-refundable. We needed to give our customers flexibility. So we kind of decided on our policies at this time. So, you know, we were going to, any customer that couldn't travel to us because of restrictions or if they were worried we would allow them to move their bookings so we kind of decided on sort of our policies like that looking at kind of cash flow from a business side so obviously as soon as things started to get more serious we needed to start accepting that you know it looks increasingly more likely that we're going to have to close so you know what's that going to look like you know we've got almost 25 staff now that you know we support their livelihoods so we don't want to kind of shut and then just have no support for them so we needed to look at every scenario you know okay what if we can run but we're only going to run at sort of like 20 percent capacity what does that look like from a cash flow perspective what if we have to close but we still want to pay sort of staff average hours what's that going to look like so we just had to kind of look at everything realistically and sort of also look at it for sort of the next six months as well because we don't know how long this is going to go on for but I mean in terms of us we just wanted to make kind of sensible decisions and also make sure that we were communicating that communicating to our customers and communicating to our staff so you know kind of and being honest with them which I think a lot of people really appreciate you know saying we are a small business we are taking this sort of day by day this is what we're doing at the moment Um, and then as and when the advice changes sending out another communication update you know at first the government support wasn't clear there was all this talk that you know they were going to be doing things with businesses but it wasn't clear and how you actually apply and whether you're kind of eligible and exactly what so it was kind of telling staff that this is our understanding and if we are eligible we will do this but how you apply is not yet known so it's kind of just taking it all day by day and just accepting it that you know what's going on is out of your control but there are elements that how you react to it is in your control so just kind of I think knowing that we were making sensible decisions and kind of doing all we could to support customers and staff was our main priority. Yeah definitely and given like rolling with that financially then have you furloughed everyone or you know how how are people earning their income? Yeah, so I mean, given that our sessions can't go ahead, obviously we can't, people can't come and do their roles in their normal capacity. So we've had to sort of furlough people, which is a best case scenario in order for us to be able to support them, because it means that we can obviously pay them and then claim it back and hope that we'll get that money back from the government. I think you have to, I mean, from us being in the position we are, we have kind of saved really hard. So at least it gives us some cash flow to be able to do that first kind of hurdle of paying people because you know the portal only opened this week for you to be able to claim through it and then that's a whole nother minefield in itself because it's working out everybody's average hours and because our our one's based on sort of shift work so it's not just kind of a regular this is what you do each week um so I think just trying to understand all of that is it's quite hard but you know yeah taking it day by day and kind of accessing all of the support available and I just think like thank god that support is there don't you think if like they hadn't brought that out oh my gosh anyone that's claiming it would be in such a pickle it's such an amazing offering in the grand scheme of things I feel like it will play catch up um with the economy a few years down the line but like we needed it right now 
Yeah, no, exactly. I think um, the government's kind of reacted very well into it and that giving that kind of support um, that's available and sort of the portal being up and live has actually happened very quickly, considering this is a whole you know, new realm and new scheme that they've had to introduce. So yeah, we've taken sort of advantage of that in order to be able to support our staff. And there's other sort of supports available as well that people can look into. Yeah, amazing. Um, given then that the both sites are shut, how has your kind of day to day schedule been? I suppose how have you how have you adapted? Like, what are you doing to fill your time at the moment? Like, where are your where's your focus? Um, a lot of baking. <laughs> <laughs> The dream. <laughs> what a silly question on my part. Of course, you'd be baking. <laughs> we have. We've been enjoying that time. I think. Um, I think it's actually for me. You know, our business is one that has had to sort of not been able to run as we normally would be. As an owner of a business, obviously, there's all the day to day admin. You know, VAT returns are still due that you need to do. Keeping on top of your accounts and you know paying and accessing these furlough schemes. So there's sort of those day to day tasks and business owner you still have to do. But I'm kind of taking advantage of having a bit of time back as well, if I'm honest. And I think people should be because this is something that's so rare. It's such a hard situation to, you know, everyone's going to have an individual impact of how this is affecting them. So for me, I'm someone that normally gets up at 5.30 every morning just to cram everything I possibly can into my day that I'm enjoying getting up at half past seven, eight o'clock and still being able to exercise and then, you know, getting up and, and checking emails, doing admin, but then, you know, taking a longer lunch or going out with the dogs or, you know, the weather's been nice, so go, going sitting out in the garden or, you know, reading those books that I've always wanted to read that I never get a chance to so I honestly I'm the same it sounds so stupid I feel like people think that you know like I get so many book recommendations and I'm useless I don't pick them up I normally read over the Christmas holiday and that's it for the year and I've picked up books as well I'm like this is such a good time to like do that exactly so you know I started trying to do um, making time for things like doing a bit of like 15 minutes yoga a day you know because there's so so many people at the moment are giving back as well you know and so that's one of our main focus has been everyone who works with us is a baking fanatic so we're all kind of taking this time to try out our baking skills a bit more so why not video it and share it with people you know we're all doing kind of quick sort of five ingredient or less recipes that people can really easily do from home so We've all decided to kind of video those and just share them on social, um, which has had a really good response. And so many other people are doing that as well. Like, for example, the app I'm using is kind of Down Dog, which is a yoga app, which is all free at the moment because of this time. You know, all loads of fitness people are putting out free workouts on socials. I think there's a lot of kind of giving back in different ways. We've also done things like we have... We've got loads of flour at the tent right now and no one can get flour anyway because anyone... I am so jealous. I cannot get flour. And I want to get double zero flour as well because I want to make some pasta and it's literally everywhere. It's it's so annoying. No, it's really hard. So we thought, you know, let's um, let's launch sort of an online competition on social where we'd give away kind of like the ultimate baking kit. So within that is um, Home Pride, one of our, our flower sponsors. So we're giving away a load of Home Pride flour and an AG mixer as they also sponsor us. So it's like the ultimate kit. So that's sort of live on our social and we wanted to get that out. Uh, you realise I'm literally going to enter that competition the minute this is done. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> it's a great prize. I'm like... I really want it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the worst thing, isn't it? When you partner with uh, like amazing brands and there's a giveaway and you're like, I really wish I could keep this myself. <laughs> I, know. I don't really like an AEG mixer. <laughs> <laughs> Use my hand whisker. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. So yeah, I know, look, 
I think having a bit of structure to your day, but I think everyone, I think it's really important to kind of remember that everyone is kind of in their own individual situation. You know, you've got amazing key workers that their day is probably, you know, heightened with the amount of work that they've got and they're still getting up as normal and going to work. Or you've got people that are staying at home and it might be that, you know, you've got kids and you're still getting up at the crack of dawn or it might be that you want to take a bit of time back. So I think having your own structure, but whatever kind of works for you, whether that's having a little bit of a lay-in or, you know, taking a little bit longer for lunch and, and winding down. So I think, yeah, I've got sort of structure in that I I've still got kind of three things that I always want to achieve each day, but I'm not putting so much pressure on myself. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think it is. There's some days throughout the past five weeks where I've felt so, so motivated and others where it's like it hits two o'clock and I'm like, eh. And it's kind of like, I'll just do what I need to do. And then it just switch off. Yeah. And I think that's, I think it's absolutely fine to be like that. I think, you know, we're only going to look back in kind of years to come when, you know, we're all running around like headless chickens again and kind of look back on, oh, I should have maybe slowed down or taken advantage of that time I had at home. So, yeah, yeah. doing DIY, that's um, another thing I can keep myself busy with. <laughs> Amazing. I love that. Have you um, thought about if if the team are followed with a team of, you know, 25, have you thought about how you're going to respond once we're on the other side of this and like bring everyone back together and motivate if if, you know if your whole team aren't working at the moment because it is I always think there's a difference when you're running the business and when you're working for a business you're so so passionate about it aren't you so of course you're going to have all the energy to keep going Mm -hmm. on the other side but I always think you know like all of this time off how business owners are going to bring their teams back together yeah and I think um for us that goes back I think a little bit to kind of communication is really key for us I think that's always been our background and so we're still regularly communicating with our team you know we're having sort of just catch up with everyone just to check in on their well-being you know making sure that they're keeping well you know do they want to chat you know letting them know what we're doing from the business and you know when we think we might be able to open or you know how we're kind of responding um, and just checking in with them so I think that helps and kind of keeps people in spirits and everyone is as kind of eager to get back to baking as possible. And I think our priority as well is just making sure that we're able to, as soon as we can, open our doors um, and have our sessions sort of running again. You know, even though we can individually go to the tent if we need to, it's about putting on our sessions as soon as we can. So um, by checking in with our staff and we've done things like we've organised little kind of team quizzes via Zoom, which is just nice to get everyone together and kind of remind them that we're all still here and, and we're all in the same boat, but letting them know at the same time that as soon as we can be back up and running we'll put in the measures in place and, and we'll get everyone back to kind of work and just sending out regular updates to them yeah I love that and I, I wanted to also quickly ask you given that you know your background is in PR there's so much conflicting advice I suppose for how businesses should market throughout this time and you know what the right approach is and what they should be saying and how they should respond so how have you I guess gone about I know that you're offering gift vouchers on the website all of that kind of thing how much are you pushing the the brand right now in terms of general marketing advice for founders listening I suppose I think it's um thinking like what what is your kind of core values of your business and what do you kind of want people to know about you as a company during this time and for us it's about sort of we've been raising awareness through our social and by doing what we do and what we love best which is baking so I think we've been pushing the videos because we want people to know that you know we want everybody back in our tent baking as soon as possible but 
in the meantime, it's a hard time for everybody. So we're going to share some nice, easy recipes that everyone can do at home with their kids, with their friends. Um, and we're kind of launching sort of um, online competitions to incentivize people to take part. They're giving away sort of vouchers, which will give people something to look forward to um, coming to do our event as soon as we can do. In terms of kind of actual marketing for us um focuses on kind of saving costs at the moment you know we can't as a business we cannot bring in any revenue at all because we can't run any sessions so it's a hard time um for us as a business but our main priority is kind of surviving and being there for our team and for our customers as soon as this is all over so for us we're kind of just doing it good old-fashioned way of pr pushing out these videos on social which doesn't cost a thing and you know putting out kind of hoping that press will pick it up and we've been quite lucky in that we have had some national press off the back of it which is brilliant but I think yeah just kind of thinking about what the values are and what you want to be kind of communicating to people right now so um that's what we've done is kind of you know we we love baking and we want to share that with the nation <laughs> yeah that's it and I just think I've had this conversation a few times with people in the sense that like you are a brand that boils down to you know having fun with friends and family and baking which is a fun like it's fun and I think that even though we're in the middle of this like worldwide pandemic which is so so serious and I never want to downplay it there's no harm in like you said sticking to your values and being that escape for people because people are craving that fun and joy you know exactly I think that's really important you know it's it's such a hard time and, and like I said sort of everybody's got a, a different impact on themselves individually for this but people can still enjoy that time with their kind of family and friends and and, and finding people are doing all those hobbies that you know that you, you haven't picked up an instrument for years and now you're going to do it because you've got that time to do it and, and baking is one of those things you know we've now got the time to actually you know cook and bake things from scratch so it's just nice to be able to kind of share that with people. I love that. What have you learned about yourself over the past five weeks? Is this kind of, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I feel like it's it's given everyone, I think it's for, like for me, it's just noticing how strong and resilient everyone is, which we all knew anyway, but like it's just reinforced it. But what have you learned personally? Personally, I've learned I probably do need to slow down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like this time, it's really hit me. Like I've got, I've got all this time back and I realised sort of how much I just kind of rush around, you know, I've been baking a lot and I'm not always the best baker, but a lot of the things I've been doing at the moment have come out really well, but I think it's because I'm taking time doing them, whereas normally I just don't have time for this, I'm going to throw it all in, (laughs) as when I've got time, it works, so I do think it's just, it's important to slow down a bit, because I think, although it's, you feel up and down I think with kind of your emotions and that's a normal time because we're all reacting to kind of this change I think kind of taking that time to actually reflect on you and what makes you happy so I think you know I'm really appreciating the time I've actually got at home with sort of my dogs and my family and having time to kind of organize my life and you know sort my clothes out that I've not done for years Um, but also understanding that everybody's different and maybe don't focus on what you know don't compare yourself to what anyone else is going through you know we might see on social some people are still getting up really early and you know exercising every day and and, and doing this and and it might look like they're achieving so much but you know for you if if your kind of big win is by just getting up and going for a walk that could be your achievement day and that's okay so I think everyone just needs to not compare themselves to what anyone else is doing I think we're all gonna 
automatically spend a lot of time on social at the moment, which isn't always a great thing for sort of people's mental health, although there's a lot of positive on there, you know, it's not always the best thing to do. So I think just kind of taking that time to also reflect on kind of what makes you happy and, you know, what you want to achieve during this time is is kind of really important. Yeah, definitely. I am. Um, I was my next question was going to be like advice for anyone listening that has their own business. But I feel like you keep putting in <laughs> such good advice. I'm like, oh, has she got any more? I feel like you must do. <laughs> what would your advice be for anyone listening right now? You know, that either either has their own business or wants to launch it one day? What would you say to them? I think um, for right now, I think take advantage of the time you've got. If you if you're somebody who's, you know, at home, and you've got a bit more time on your hands, then now's the time to focus on those ideas that you keep that keep coming into your head I mean that's something that kind of we're doing as a business is that we keep having all these ideas that we think oh this would be good to explore but keeping up the day-to-day of your business anyway you never get a chance to do that so maybe take that time to you know put your ideas down on a piece of paper and explore them a bit more like what Um, what are you thinking (laughs) 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 I wanted an exclusive (laughs) yeah Hopefully you'll find out <laughs> for a couple of years. You'll know that those things, yeah, those things <laughs> um, So yeah, no, but take take that time, and I think just um, you know focus on keeping going. I think it's a it's absolutely normal. I think if you have good days and bad days at the moment, and, and don't feel guilty for that. And um, I think kind of do what you need to do to keep going, and you know make sure you get outside and go for a walk because we're allowed out for our kind of one hour of exercise a day and I think it's you know it's easy it's easy if you are sort of still working to get yourself cooped up in in your office and stay there all day but maybe you know make sure that you actually set a time to go out for your walk because I think that's that's really valuable my um my partner and I we like obviously we're going out for the walks and the other night we um went out in like really late at night and it was still lovely but it's like you really notice when you don't see the sunshine like and we've really made a conscious effort to yes we like the evening walks as well but like there's something really important about seeing daylight properly because we we live in a flat so we need that walk and yeah we really we both said we need to make sure that we leave at lunchtime or find somewhere to fit it in in the day yeah definitely kind of yeah exploring new places on your walks and things is nice you know I found myself with the dogs every day just we go around the same field every single day because it's just over the road (laughs) I'm thinking maybe I should venture somewhere else now (laughs) yeah yeah that can be your uh, challenge for the weekend (laughs) very lastly then Eloise um once we are all allowed to see each other again and things I don't know if they'll go back to normal normal but once you know everyone's allowed back out how are you going to reward yourself for getting through what probably I'm putting words into your mouth but is this the biggest challenge you face as a business owner to date? Yeah I think so I think it's it's a huge challenge because it's sort of affecting everybody and I think this is something that you know you can contingency plan as as much as possible as a business and that you you know you might have to close or there's going to be some bad weather and you can't open but I don't think anyone really <laughs> plans for a national pandemic. Not at all. I saw a quote the other day that was like um what Harvard Business School doesn't teach you and it was like coronavirus <laughs> I was like that couldn't be more true. <laughs> So no, it, it definitely, yeah, is a huge challenge. I think, um, I mean, biggest way I'd reward myself is just going to see friends and family, I think, you know, if we're allowed, give them a huge hug, because I think that's something that I'm I'm missing. And then eventually, when we can go on holiday, it'd be lovely to get, go on holiday, um, would be nice. I think everybody's had sort of all of their, their fun summer plans or put on pause, like weddings and Hindus and holidays and things. So yeah, that'll be nice. 
love that thank you so much honestly I really really enjoyed that one (laughs) every time I speak to you Eloise I'm like inspired to bake more so I feel like I need to go and raid the cupboards and see there is you can make things without flour can't you yeah we we just put a video up on Instagram for some two ingredient macaroons and they are just condensed milk and coconut so it's two ingredients um, I love macaroons okay Right, yeah. I'll have to nip to the shops. Is that bad going for just two things? I feel like it. <laughs> but I'll, I'll, put, I'll put that into my weekly shop next week. I don't have yeah. anything else, but I will definitely do that. Thank you so much, honestly. No, thank you, Fee. No, it's great. Thank you so much for listening to that episode of the She Can, She Did podcast. It really, really does mean a lot. If you happen to enjoy it, it would mean so much to me if you could please rate and review the series because rumour has it, it helps to boost the podcast in the charts, which allows more female founders and aspiring business owners to find it. For now, though, I really, really hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening once again. And please do look out for tomorrow's episode.